Hey everybody, it's Chet Czar once again with another episode of the Dark Art Society podcast. This week it is episode 194, I think. And uh, today's guest is Charles Rattaray, who is a really awesome artist. He's He does storyboards primarily for his day job, but uh, he does all kinds of different uh, type of work, really great technique i just i just really dig his style the style this kind of loose style he works in is really good but like i said he does all kinds of different stuff but uh anyway you'll hear about it soon enough when we start the episode interview what have i been working on well for one thing i have a new microphone set up it's the same microphone but I kind of moved it on my desk, so it's a little more out of the way. So hopefully it doesn't sound weird. Um, yeah, I don't think... I think it should sound the same. So, I, mean, I don't know. If anything sounds weird, that's why. Um, yeah, nothing new. Same old thing with me. Just trying to keep the lights on here. Everything's going well. Um, yeah, I... I can't think oh oh i know some uh book news well the dystopia book project it's we've just kind of passed another hurdle um further uh nailed down the sort of format for the the different um sections of the book in this consistent manner uh uh mike carell uh who wrote all the text for the book helped me kind of organize that and we bounced ideas off each other and really settled on something that I think is really succinct and looks great. So, uh, once now it's, you know, the, the, the process of making a book, at least an art book like this anyway, is very, it's so complicated. It's so complicated. Uh, especially one that's got categories and cross checking different, different regions and territories and characters, and they're all cross reference. So it's really I mean, for someone like me, especially, it's super confusing. Mike, on the other hand, has a mind for that sort of thing. So it's really been so helpful to have him um, working on this project with me. It's uh, a godsend, really, because I, I, you know, I don't know if I could do that part of it. The organizational correspondences and all that, it's really confusing to me. So anyway, he stepped up. He's helping out with that. Now Mackie has got a... um, clear vision of what this book should be. Um, we decided I need to make a few more pen and ink drawings for the book to, uh, for the consistency's sake for certain sections have, have a uh, pen and ink drawings. So anyway, that's going great. That's going really well. Uh, so that's exciting to me. Other than that, you know, the usual just casting things and putting corners on frames, all kinds of different things I get going on just with my um, art business. So I'm always just trying to keep on top of that. Uh, Let's get on with the new subscribers so we can get into this interview. Really, really fun interview. I enjoyed it a lot. Okay. If you want to get your name read on the podcast and you want to support the podcast, you can go to patreon.com slash darkartsociety. Uh, oh, I know what's new. Let me say this before I forget. I was on the uh, Wrong Reels podcast with James Hancock, which was great. 
fun. I talked a lot about uh, my film career. And um, the other one was the Ghostly Talk podcast, which was uh, uh, super fun as well. Um, I, I'm, I, this is the result of me mentioning a podcast or two ago that I wanted to try and get on more podcasts to promote this podcast. So hopefully, and these are ones that um, <clears throat> Andrew Hawkins, who's a Dark Art Society member, uh, really uh, great dude. He's uh, he reached out and offered to see if he can get me on these shows. People he knows. So um, anybody else want to throw my name out there? I'm down to do pretty much any podcast because I just feel like you know any uh, any any exposure is good exposure for the Dark Art Society. So uh, I'm happy to do them. They're fun for me. They're easy. Uh, to do the interviews, so I'm, I'm happy to go on. If anyone has any ideas or you know wants to throw my name to any of them as a suggestion, I'm down to do them all. Uh, okay, so anyway, let's see. Yeah, thanks to uh, Ghostly Talk and Wrong Reels for having me on. That was fun. Both of them are really fun. Uh, okay, new subscribers. Oh, yeah. Anyway, what was I saying? If you want to subscribe, support the podcast, get your name read on the the show, uh, get early access to episodes and um, entry into the private Facebook group, you can go to patreon.com slash darkartsociety and join for just $1 a month. It's so cheap. If you listen to the podcast every week, it's like 25 cents a week. I mean, come on. It's just an arbitrary small amount to help support and, um, you know, show that you're really in it for the, for, for the long haul and you really want to support this thing. That's my dog snoring in the background. Anyway. Um, okay. So we left off with Heather mages. If I pronounced that right. Sorry if I didn't. Okay. We've got new, a lot of new subscribers this week. Kurt Massoff. Kurt's my old, uh, singer from my band skin horse back in the eighties. That's awesome. Thanks, Kurt. Uh, Jason Ventura, thank you. Amber Rose Hammond from the Ghostly Talk podcast. Thank you for coming on board. Uh, Amy Ragudi, thank you, Amy. Ellie Adams, thank you, Ellie. Uh, Pocket Mole, Pocket Mole, thank you for supporting. Diane Hoffman, thank you. Moose Matson. Thanks, Moose Matson. And finally, we have Jennifer Vasquez. And Jennifer was just on a recent episode of another podcast from last week's podcast, the Drawing from Experience podcast crossover episode. She was on um, Shane Isaacowski's Drawing from Experience podcast on there. It was really good. And she's got a really great blog. Uh, what is it? Like a, it's called Vamp Jen's Corner at jenvasquez.com. It's really a great dark art, gothic kind of uh, blog you should check out. Okay, and I'm going to do an interview on there soon. So uh, I'll be on there. Anyway, I guess that's it. Okay, so let's get on with the interview. Here we go with uh, Charles Rattery. Hope you enjoy it. Hello, Charles. Hey, what's going on, man? How you doing? 
Excellent, excellent. Glad uh, to uh, get started, man. Yeah, I'm excited excited to have you on. I appreciate you coming on. Um, I think I hit you up, I don't know, a few weeks ago and told you uh, I saw this single image. I mean, it's such a simple way to have discovered your work, although I'm, so, I'm sure I'd seen it in the past for sure because I did recognize it. But it really, um, you know, I don't know, a month or I don't know when I first contacted you, but I, or a couple months or something. But I saw that single image. I don't know if you know the one I'm talking about. It's just kind of like a face, mm. very stylized. Uh, it oh. was your, I think maybe your your main image on Facebook. At yeah, least at the time, the high contrast one. Yeah, yeah, so it's just like that. Just it's like it kept showing up in my recommended friends thing on Facebook, and I was like, <laughs> I kept, I love that image. It kept grabbing my eye, and I was like who is this dude? I got to check his stuff out. And then I started going through your stuff and I was like, where has this guy been all my life? This shit is fucking amazing. It's like off the hook. You're such a talented draftsman. And, and, uh, I don't know your stuff. Just like, you know, you make it look easy. You make everything looks like right on the money. It's just, you know, really, really good work. I I was, I was so impressed. And I I told you later, like you're one of those people. I see your stuff show up on Facebook. I go through and look at every photo, every image, you know, cause it's like the other night I was doing that. I was just like, so inspired. I just think your work's fantastic. I really love it. Thanks man. So yeah. Yeah. Um, so I don't know what, Tell us about yourself a little bit. I mean, what are you doing right now, and and uh, what what have you done? Because I know you've done a lot of film work, and uh, that's primarily where, where you are right now, right? Yeah. Now, now I'm kind of like uh, I've kind of branched off into uh, animation. Mm-hmm. Well, not animation. Uh, storyboards for animation, mm-hmm. which is uh, um, I like it. It's it's um it's a a very good challenge. It. it uh, it's much harder. It's much harder than doing storyboards because you it, you have to think about uh, the scene differently. I mean, you really have to. Cause How, you have to. What do you mean? Like uh, the the actions, like uh, with the when when with uh, right with storyboards, you can just kind of get away with the, the keyframe moments. Mm. Um, but uh, and you can um, describe things with arrows. Um, but with the with the storyboard for animation, I mean, you have to set up the shots and you have to show what's the acting that's going on within the shots. And if you do close-ups, then you're doing facial character. It's hmm. character acting. It's, yeah, so it's, it's like they need work. they need more information in animation yeah. because they don't have actors to fill in the blanks. Maybe is that kind mm-hmm. of the oh that's interesting. Wow, I would have never thought. Yeah, we've it's had a, it's a lot more drawing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We've had a uh, I had a uh, uh, another. Um, storyboard artist before it's really interesting um there was a guy named i i, I, I remember the, a guy named pete von Schally. do you know that that name he was like kind of a big he's an older guy um okay he was a storyboard artist on the blob i believe it was like one of the first movies i worked on um, cool yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> but um yeah interesting it's just like a, a, an interesting line of work i imagine you're doing a ton of drawings i mean it's got to be so good for your skills just to be drawing and drawing because you have to do so many drawings. I imagine it's yeah. like super good for tightening up your skills and stuff. Yeah, you could definitely definitely ex- explore a lot. Um, it is definitely a lot of draw, a lot of a lot of drawing, um, a lot <laughs> of exploration, a lot of um, figuring out and uh, what's going to work. Um, I think also with like with this, the, the animation, um, you can't uh, detail too much. I mean, your detail work is differently. 
is different. Uh, mm-hmm. Your gestures have to be a lot more. I mean, you can get you can. Uh, it's want to be able to communicate clearly. So silhouettes, right. um, clean clean silhouettes moving. <laughs> right. <laughs> Which is uh, yeah, that's that's challenging. Yeah, um, it's but a different mindset. How long have you been been doing uh, storyboard stuff? Storyboards for about about ten about ten fifteen years. Wow. Uh, yeah. Wait a minute. Hold on. I know it's hard to almost remember, 20, right? Almost twenty. <laughs> almost twenty. I know it seems. Like, yeah, it's like the older you get, the 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 time in the past seems like. I like I, my. I was watching this movie, uh, with my my granddaughter. I've got a couple little grand granddaughters, mm-hmm. believe it or not. Last night we were watching this movie. I was watching showing this old movie. I thought she might, or I didn't think it was that old. That's the thing, you know. I thought like mm-hmm. maybe it's six years old, seven years old. She's like, "How old is this movie?" And I looked it up. And it's like, "Oh, it's thirteen years old." It's wow. like, you know, it's like the older you get, the the, le- the it's harder to judge time. Yeah, because time changes. Years. Yep, <laughs> blending things together. Totally, totally. So, uh, I mean, but you've you've done a a lot of different things in in the film industry, right? I mean, you were working yeah, st- at stands at one point. Yeah, start off at, at stands uh, doing um uh, when I was I was a beginner beginner artist coming from um uh, art school uh and I, so I, I was i did a lot of um i learned i learned a lot there there are a lot of, a lot of high level level artists um mm-hmm. yep. that uh when i saw their work i it was um i didn't know the artists could do that you know, like <laughs> a, it wasn't stuff that's taught in um right. in schools or anything right the guys over at stands they because they, uh, they were building like robots and um and uh, those uh Little tiny and also like little maquettes, and, mm-hmm. and they were just. I remember walking by uh, one of the mold rooms one day, and then I saw all the the raptor skins that were laid out on the table, and they were just so so well done. Is just it, um, the the their, the paint jobs on there. It looked like a real animal, right? Uh, it was. I was. I had never seen anything like that coming. You know, coming from the East Coast and mm-hmm. um, just art schools, and I was like, "What? That's crazy!" <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> it looks like they skinned an animal. They skinned, skinned a dinosaur. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're talking about Stan Winston. For those of you who who don't uh, aren't don't know about you know, everyone says Stan's shop. Oh, yeah. Anyone in effects knows it's Stan Winston's shop. But just in right, case, right. I don't know if we mentioned Winston. I remember I felt the same way when I went to work at Rick's. I mean, I'd been in the industry for 10 years prior to that, so I had seen, kind of seen everything. But when you're working around, like, top top level artists, it kind of changes everything. Like, it, yeah. it made me um, – I was able to take my own um, art, whatever, sculpting abilities, painting abilities to the next level just from being mm-hmm. around those guys and seeing yeah. what they were doing. It's like it really makes a huge difference Absolutely, being around, you know, talented people. Um, so you, okay, maybe I'm getting, maybe let's go back to the beginning and kind of get okay. the, get the basics <laughs> out of the way before we get into the, uh, Stan Winston stuff. Um, mm-hmm. so were, were you an art kid? Were you an art? What, when did you discover art? When did you start doing it? All that um, stuff. I discovered, discovered art with, uh, I got a lot of time to hang out on the, on the, the street uh, a lot with, um, down in Washington, DC. Mm-hmm. I used to just, I used to hang out a lot of, uh, um, just try to, f- to explore like a s- street street culture, and, and I, I, re- I was very influenced by graffiti mm. at the t- at the time. I could see um, that. I could see that yeah. elements of that in your work, <laughs> definitely. Now that you mention it, yeah, yeah, like all the that saturated colors mm-hmm. and, the, the, and the stylized lines and stuff. I can see it. That's cool. Yeah, it just always comes out. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's funny, like also going back to you know uh, being older is like a 
I feel it was like, uh, you know, like when I remember growing up, like I saw like uh, you see all those old old guys, like the six, they're like like sixty years old or something like that, mm-hmm. um, and uh, they just look like they were trapped in a style period, a time period, mm-hmm. right? You know, <laughs> yeah. in that old, old school. And I, I was like, I've I've noticed that my style, my time period is now like the nineties, like. Like everything I think is cool is like I'm totally. all trapped. In, this is always coming out of the 90s. I'm like, Same here, man. It's like mine is the 80s, <laughs> you know, because wow. I'm probably like 10 years old or five, 10 years older than you. Probably 10 years. But it's mm-hmm. like, yeah, my formative years were kind of the 80s and kind of the underground punk rock scene and these horror movies from the 80s. And it's like... Yeah. I, I see. Same. I, I totally hear you. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> it's, it's so funny, man. It's like, like, is that going to stay? Is I, like, uh, <laughs> same with the music. Like, I listen to the same music from back then and stuff. It's funny. Right. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but yeah, that's, you know, there was a lot of great stuff in the 90s. Yeah. One of the um, last great decades, I would say. Yeah. All, it, a lot of, all the, the art, the, expression that came out there was real real nice i like i like all the puppet jim henson was like the the puppetry was it right the, yeah that was in the yeah the dark crystals and the that, that was in the 80s oh. i think maybe late 80s that's the other weird thing about decades it's like the latter half of the of a decade mm-hmm. is kind of like the beginning of the next decade and they kind yeah. of blend it's like we we yeah. divide these things up into decades and it's like it's all this weird linear soft edged mm thing that just travels to through time you know what i mean yeah <laughs> but uh sorry beside the point <laughs> tangent <laughs> so anyway you were you uh you uh, uh graffiti and your your artistic yeah. influence and stuff like that yeah start off with, with the graffiti stuff and then um because also i saw the, the kids uh a lot of the um the older kids were um you know, they had the sketchbooks, but then I, I saw how people were using markers. Mm-hmm. You know, those um, those things. Those uh, they're like these colored. They're really good. They lay on nice and I haven't used them in yeah, a decade. Copy <laughs> markers or something. The Pris- or- yeah, the Prisma, Prisma markers. Yeah, uh, but yeah, yeah, they they would they would uh, color their um, they would uh, do their thumbnails and uh, uh, their concepts on their sketchbooks so that they were going to throw up on the walls and so that they. You know, that's I never thought of that because it's like I'm not from graffiti culture at all. So it's like mm-hmm. I never thought about that. You know, it's just like with anything. You do a painting, you do a sketch, you do a design, yeah. and then you paint it. I never thought about uh, uh, a street artist doing that. But it obvi- it's like one of those things you go, duh, of course they did that. Especially right. the good ones, I imagine. <laughs> it was it was, it was was so cool just to see that. that, that pe- that's how people would – because then you, you'd uh, – you'd see all these finished pieces of art. And then I think at that time, uh, kids were very much into, um, sketchbooks and mm-hmm. like, a, like you, you, you'd make these sketchbooks and then you'd keep it for months and then it, it would, um, oh, and then you take it with you everywhere you go. And right. so then it would just be like riddled with like, uh, stickers and tape right, and yeah, like, yeah. post-it notes and it just become <laughs> yeah. this old art piece in itself. Yeah. It, yeah. Totally. So yeah, like, I started out with that. So that was uh, really influenced me. Um, so then I just like I kind of like uh, I draw all the, I I draw all the time with that stuff. So I mean I, that was my background, just uh, having drawings everywhere. So now mm-hmm. that's the same. I yeah. have stacks and stacks. Of- I know. I saw <laughs> your stuff. It's like so many sketches. It's it's really it makes me like I don't know. It makes me envious that you have have so many sketches. I'm like man. 
I wish just, I had thousands of sketches. It's so good for you. It's just so good for you as an artist to do that, you know? And it's like, at this point, you know, I'm always juggling everything and I've got this art business going and it's like, I don't have time to just crank out sketches like that. I wish I did. Yeah. It's like, I do sketches when I need to make a painting or when right. I'm designing something. And that's like, you know, in between shipping a bunch of shit out and t- printing out my orders or whatever, you know, bit doing mm-hmm. business. But, um... Okay, so, uh, so did you do like a lot of graffiti yourself? Um, actually, yeah, I try. I tried to to get up and uh, do some wall art. Um, that wasn't. Uh, I didn't get. I didn't get that far. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> as happened? far as like, um, I was at, at that time. I was like, I had to. Okay, so I had to figure out the issue of like when you're. To put that, put, to put those ideas up on the wall, you have to have paint, and to get the paint. You know, you know, you got to get those cans. Mm-hmm. And at the time, you know, as a 14 year old, you know, that's, you know, they're like, what, five dollars a can. So right. <laughs> I did a lot of uh, a lot of theft. <laughs> a lot of, a lot of, a lot yeah, of that's why they in. started. That's why they started putting. Uh, that's probably before they started putting uh, spray paint behind. Uh, yeah, all oh, the gates. The gates. Yeah. yeah, of course. Yeah, right. Because, yeah, kids would always be taking them. We go in there with us at, the, at that time period. It was like a. It was the MC Hammer. Was a was a and the the um, the crisscross that that type of that type of culture when the the baggy the baggy clothes. I think that, mm-hmm. that's like the early nineties. Yeah, yeah. So like a lot of the, we I remember we would wear those big bag everything baggy baggy everything mm-hmm. and then walk into uh, Sears, <laughs> you know you know one way and then you know walk out a little heavier, you know, like <laughs> <laughs> with strange bulges in your legs, strange bulges like hands, yeah. <clears throat> I know, I was a kid. I, I, I did that a lot. You know, um, you got to do what you got to do when you're when you're an artist too. <laughs> yeah, that was a. Uh, yeah, it was a lot of street the street cult, street culture at that at that time period. I, I had a lot of uh, freedom, um, you know, from home and just like that. So I was always I was always doing a lot of uh, that type of stuff. Mm. Um, grew out of it. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's good. Yeah. <laughs> If you hear a dog snoring in the background, it's not me making rude noises like my dog is sleeping here. So, what kind of dog is it? It's a pit pit bull. I think it's it's a mutt, but it's a pit bull French bulldog mix. I think we just found her. We're big we're big pit bull rescuers here. Yeah, she's really sweet, really cool little dog. So she always comes in when I'm doing these interviews, and usually you can hear her snoring in the background. But mm-hmm. <laughs> wait, listen. Now and now, of course, I go to say that, and then she stops. Anyway, you'll hear it later. But um, <laughs> okay, yeah. so anyway, uh, take us take us to the next stage in your career. Where do, where do we go from here? Um, let's see, that, a lot of art schools. I did a I did a art, art institute of Philly. I was in Philly, Philly for a while. Oh, really? Was this your um, first art school? That was yeah. That was um, at the time. I was like, um, I needed to. I had a choice between either uh, doing. My my dad was like saying like hey I need to find a trade mm-hmm. I need to do something because um, I was at at that age and I needed to find some way to support be able to support myself mm-hmm. so you know he said oh, you can you know cop uh, fireman or just or you know I was like oh, I'm gonna try this art stuff I even I always keep drawing so let me just try that but uh, yeah I could as a lot of, at that point I as a lot of different directions I could have gone right um, was and, he supportive uh, of of that art choice yeah a lot of parents are, aren't aren't 
You know, a lot of my parents were, but a lot of people I interview on her are like, my parents were not into it because <laughs> they didn't think yeah. I could make any money at it. I think I think at that it was at that I had got myself to a point where um, my dad just he just wanted me to pick something right. and be good and be and be excellent at it and and you know just figure he's like whatever it is he's like other because I was like a I was I went to um, um, Maryland for like for business school he you know I tried to do business business mm. and marketing wow um, and uh, I just wasn't. At the time, I just didn't have the attention to stick with that, and I didn't want to stay in the, inside all day. Right. It's funny, ironic, because now, as a artist, <laughs> I, all I do is stay inside all day. Hundred <laughs> percent. Oh my god. Yeah, but you're doing something fun. You're not staying inside doing some bullshit right. charts or you know making yeah. PowerPoint presentations or whatever. Yeah, I, yeah, I realized that wasn't my part. That didn't fit my personality. I mean, I didn't. I mean. I wasn't happy. Right. So yeah. So yeah, I did the. How long did you do art. that? The the business marketing the business? thing. Business like two years. Oh. Two years. Two two and a half years. Yeah. Hmm. So you might have gotten um, some valuable knowledge from that experience that you maybe applied to. Maybe not. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I definitely applied. I mean, but at that time, I was I was still yeah you know, exploring. I was just yeah. exploring a. I, I didn't know what I wanted to do, so I, I, I again I, I couldn't lock on it. I didn't you know I didn't go to class. <laughs> I was in the, you know, it, was, it was like one of those. It was like, dude, and my dad was like, "Yo, you are spinning out of control, man. You'll find pick something." So, <laughs> but but throughout uh, like throughout high school, was art just like, kind of like a side thing, a hobby, kind yeah, of. It, was just, it wasn't yeah, like it was you more, weren't like totally seriously focused on art. It was more like a thing. One of the nah. things you did. I, 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 I was always trying to like, uh, just trying to figure out what I, what I wanted to do. Um, I mean, this is, I, I just want to take a moment to point out, um, you know, a lot of people think someone as good as you was just like this child prodigy that did it all their lives and they were obsessed mm-hmm. about it. And the fact that you really didn't make the decision until you're, you know, out of high school yeah. and, and were able to, you know, hone your skills and like, to, to be the artist you are now is kind of, mm-hmm. I think, good for, you know, especially other artists to hear. Because I know a lot of people are like, oh, I started late. I, I you know, I started when I was 20, finally started <laughs> when I was 13 and wasn't playing all these video games and wasting my time. It's like, no, it's like, you, you, you I didn't start painting until I was 33. So it's like, well, yeah. you know, it's like, you just got to be focused. When you make the decision, you know, you got to yeah. be committed to being the best you can be. It doesn't really matter when you start. But I'm sorry to sorry to interrupt. I just wanted to make that yeah. point. Yeah. Also, also, I think it, when I, in my since I was trying to I had so much uh, issues, so many uh, other issues, you know, as a teenager, I, I put down art. I didn't think I don't think I drew for like six years. Wow. I think it, yeah, I was like uh, I completely just put it down because at that time I was like I got to a point where I was like uh, I just it was like a psychological psychological i just I, yeah i just i was worried about other stuff you mm. know just surviving you know like right. to get so yeah i didn't even art do art and the only time I, I picked it up was you know when yeah when my pops was like saying hey you got to pick something to do man right <laughs> <laughs> yeah i got kids i know here. that is yeah <laughs> <laughs> So okay, so you went to uh, uh, after business school, you 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 went to art school and built what was it the Philadelphia Institute? Yeah. You said Arts in Philly, um, and then from there, that's where like I I got an internship 
over at uh, in Los Angeles. And that was kind of like, uh, um, I just kind of threw something, threw it out there because I was like, I was like, let me just, I think I saw, what did I think? I, I saw it. Uh, I, I made a connection that I was like, oh, I could, I could learn how to, to do movies. I mean, you know, cause I, I didn't really travel. I just stayed in, in the sit in the city. So I went from Washington DC and then I went to uh, um school up in Philly. And so I, only reason I came out to Los Angeles cause I just kind of like had an idea. I was like, say, I wonder if I can, if that's, it seemed like it was possible. Like, I think I talked with the, the guy, the guy up at the art school and he's like, Oh yeah. Uh, this, this company over in Los Angeles is offering some internships. They, they seem pretty big. They, they made these movies, you know, they, they did um, Terminator. And, and this, I think when he started listing those off, I was like, oh, my gosh, yeah, like, <laughs> I, can, I can I can learn out there. And I was like, so then I, I think I I think at that point it lit a fire under me to create a portfolio because I, I was again with the art school. I still wasn't inspired. I have a hard I have a hard time moving, doing doing things if I'm not right properly motivated. Totally, inspired. man. <laughs> it, has, it has to have like a like a a, a root yep um that will uh help me get past all the monotony of you know totally. trying to do something i 100 yeah. i'm the same way it's like people you know I, I i'm kind of known in this in the art community as like this super hardworking guy and i do i work really hard but mm-hmm. if i'm not interested in it i'm the laziest bastard or ever, yeah. you know what I mean? I have to be. If I'm into something, I'll fucking go 110. Yeah. percent But if I'm not, I'm kind of a lazy bum. <laughs> <laughs> so I hear you. That's why I picked monsters to to paint as a career because I'm like I could I could do this for the rest of my life because I'm yeah. so into it and so interested in it. But if yeah. I was like if I chose something that was like I wasn't that into, I wouldn't have been able to push through all those difficult times mm-hmm. learning how to paint and stuff. Yeah. So I hear you 100 percent there. Where where uh, are we at? Uh, <laughs> let's gonna... see. Wait a minute. We were. Uh, I'm the last person you should ask. <laughs> uh, let me think. I got a terrible memory. Uh, we were at. Uh, oh, the internship. The internship. Oh, yeah. You got offered the internship. Where about- were you? Yeah. One other thing I wanted to ask is: uh, Were mm. you into these kind of movies when you were a kid, like uh, sci-fi, horror, or anything? Were you into movies? Yeah, I was I was into more like fa- uh, fantastical okay movies. Um, those appeal to me. Um, I, I, all movies now they, they're like pretty pretty much appeal to me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, but my tastes at the time were like uh, uh, more more in line with like the the Jim Henson ish type okay. the puppet the puppet culture that was going on. Mm-hmm. With that with the Labyrinth Legend. Yep. When that came out. Yeah, um, yeah. Okay. Um, what's the other one with the Dark Crystal? Dark yeah, like Crystal, that. yeah, Dark, well, the, yeah, Dark Crystal's huge, huge influence. <clears throat> those, those were, yeah, I like those. Okay, okay. So, okay, sorry. Okay, well, back to back to. I'll stop interrupting. <laughs> back to that. Back to your internship. Uh, yeah, did the, the internship? Yeah, I met. Um, oh yeah, got me out here to. Um, to uh, oh yeah, I created the. The portfolio created my portfolio. I spent the oh, that's what it was. Yeah, like I, and now I was now motivated to complete the art school because I was like, because it had the purpose was to create a portfolio so I can get an internship. So I was like, oh yeah, so that was that lit a nice fire. Mm-hmm. So I, you know, I, was, I tried to do a whole bunch of sculptures there. Mm-hmm. I tried to uh, upgrade my my art, and then I sent it off to him, and 
and then forgot about it for a little while. And then it came. They said, yeah, we'd like to have you over here. I I mean, if you're going to, that's pretty amazing to start at the top like that, even though it's an internship and I don't know if it was paid or not, but it's like even an unpaid internship at a place like Stan Winston's, it's huge. Yeah. Most of our, most of us work our way up from the smaller shops and Mm -hmm. go up the ladder, you know, that's pretty big. Yeah. I guess I look, but looking back at it, yeah, I guess it was, it was very, yeah, it was a very, very good fortune to, to be able to get that. Um, definitely they had, uh, I think what, uh, it was, it was an unpaid internship. And I think the only reason the only way I could do it was I had to have some, I had friends and family that were here that helped me get set up because oh. it was like, I'd never done anything. I'd only been into two cities, which is, or do two locations with, um, the, um, Washington and Maryland area and then, um, Philly. So wow. the idea of, of coming out to a city across the country not knowing anybody really right and starting a new job never being on my own like it was <laughs> trial by fire yeah it was just like i was just like jump but i think the attractive <laughs> part was was like um they say hey yeah you can learn how to do this type of art um and i was like okay i'll just figure it out i'll just figure it out so i just jumped you know hell yeah that's that's awesome that's the only yeah, way to go man yeah man that's you know bold. You gotta you gotta make a bold move sometimes. Yeah. So you had family out here that helped you. Yeah, I had a um uh two uh, one two connections, uh, family connections, mm-hmm. and then they helped me uh, get set up in like a little space, and then eventually I got my own um uh, house spot in the valley with a bunch of roommates. <clears throat> How are you surviving? Was- how well, um, well, money wise? I mean, how did you coming out for an unpaid gig like that? Yeah, I think uh, my my pops helped me with the. Um, I think he is like he helped. I, I think the internship was for like two months, and mm-hmm. so he was like saying like, "Hey, I'll help you for those two months, and, and then you either have to fit, have had something figured out. You either had to get got the internship, or you got to come back, right?" And I was like, and so there's a lot. I didn't want to come, so that. I was grateful for the help, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and it was only in at the time that type of help was like you know like maybe like six hundred dollars or something like a couple, <laughs> every couple of weeks, and you know saying right. it was something so I, I wouldn't be starving, right. you know what I'm saying? But but I, I still ha- I still had to do a lot of the the legwork myself. It was just uh, taking some of the um, distractions off, like the <laughs> the initial rent. You know, that can they said, hey, just focus on the right. internship and what they That's want you cool. to do. That's good. That's cool. Um, do you have a car and stuff? No car. No car. Um, just like. Taking the bus in Los around? Angeles, man, that's sh- that's just crazy. You know, Los Angeles, <laughs> <I> know, <it's> <laughs> no car in Los Angeles, yo. Yeah. No bus car in- and no money in Los no. Angeles. It's oh. like you got you're taking the bus, and, and then good luck. It's going to take you three hours to get someplace. Everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> I remember, yo, dude. I remember, yo. I was like again, I said, so I was hustling to try to find like a way to to survive after the internship. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was trying to figure out it. it any ways to make money or connections and and i guess at that, that point that point in time that was it was really hyper now that i'm just starting to remember it now that right. i'm talking to you it was like it was a hyper um stressful because um yeah i could draw but i could draw um I, and i could my art understanding wasn't like a working artist understanding I, I i had the abilities to be able to you know make some cool imagery but mm-hmm. 
it wasn't like how like if you're a working artist, you know, that you have to do it on a, a deadline and you, right. have to, you have to do it quick. Yeah, you, know, you have to nail it every time and yeah. <laughs> all that stuff. I was not there, so I was. Like, <laughs> so I so my plan was was like it was an ambitious plan because I was like, yo, I was like, I had to find a way to stay at this at the studio after the internship was up, and I had to increase my and on, and one of those solutions was I was like, oh, I need to be a better artist. So I would they, in Los Angeles, I, the, the so I, I they have these uh, trade schools. At the time, it was uh, Los Angeles, it, the Figurative Art School. Mm-hmm, yeah, it's like you can just pay. Um, every couple of months you pay a, a course fee, right? Mm-hmm. And you take that for, and then, um, they have a lot of figure drawing. They teach you how to paint. Yeah, and that's all a that. great, it's a great organization. So I was, so I was doing that and tr- so I was, I guess the stressful part was trying to become a better artist oh, on, okay. a, on a timeline. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> light, and that's the, yeah, light a fire under your ass when you got, you know, no money coming in yeah. and, and you like, no, you know the stuff, but you but you're not there yet, you know. Yeah. yeah. Wow. It, um, so I guess I guess the the fast forwarding is like I had to. So I en- ended up getting an internship, and they ended up hiring me based on the work the work ethic because I, I just kept, I would just I would be up there all the time. Mm-hmm. I just be, I'm like I got I can't I'm not I can't go back to right. uh, Washington. I don't want to go back. I want you know because I have to they have to hire me. <laughs> yeah. so i That's gotta right. do whatever i can man just, <laughs> <right>. <laughs> i don't want to go back to washington <laughs> hey that was my attitude when i decided to kind of get out of that industry and become a painter is i was just talking about this on another podcast i was like i have to do whatever it takes yeah. there's no I, I don't want to go basically i don't want to go back to makeup effects so this is what mm-hmm. i want to do so i'm going to do everything i have to do like 200 percent yeah. And, uh, you know, I'm not accept no for an answer. And it was mm-hmm. grinding. It was a grind. But, you know, you got to have that attitude, especially if you're doing something in the in a creative artistic field. It's not really easy to get into, you know. Yeah, you do. It's like it's and I think I think that I'd, being over here with no uh, net mm-hmm. after the because because um, knowing that, you know, after I only had two months of, you know, given money and then after that i was like i had it was up to me mm-hmm. you know so and so i guess it, i so it, i ended up working for stan's shop for like two years or so two and a half years mm. um and then they had they went through this period where um they did this massive downsizing so only the only people that were that survived that were the key artists right um everyone else um got uh dusted yeah. you know so <laughs> So it was like it was, that was uh, very scary because I was like I had this right. sort of figure out what I'm going to do now because I'm like so that was my job so I didn't have that so now I, before you get into that what were you doing specifically at stands um, mostly like the um, entry level stuff which was uh, uh, mold mold learning how to do mold really making. you did mold making and stuff yeah oh. I mean, all the it wasn't just drawing no no oh interesting <laughs> interesting. They had, um, yeah, it's like when you came in there, since it was such a high level of artists that came in there, um, uh, the guys who were doing, handling the movies, the, uh, the actual shows were, um, already established artists. Yeah. Like Crash um, McCreary Crash, was probably still Joey, there. Yeah. Joey Roscoe and Bill. Um, yeah. there was, there were so many, there's so many, uh, yeah, I learned, I learned so much by watching those guys. I, I didn't, bet. those, they, they, um, 
Crash and Joey, uh, Crash for his rendering mm-hmm. is just um, uh, crazy. I, yeah, I was like, yo, how do you? <laughs> <laughs> that was my general like, yo, like attitude. Every time I walked to his, I was like, how is this? How'd you I... do that? That's crazy. <laughs> That's a really different style from your natural style, though. It's like his his stuff is really tightly rendered. Yeah, and it's like very different from I like I really you know I like both styles. Of course, I appreciate all different types of art. All different types of styles, but I particularly respect the kind of gestural stuff like you do. The, the mm-hmm. you know the the movement and the yeah. action because it's like I personally find that harder than rendering because it's like I can mm. kind of, I'm naturally more of like a crash guy, more of like a renderer kind of controlled and tight. Yeah. So it's like the people that can do that make it feel like you just went boop, 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 and it's done. It's mm-hmm. like that's that's the stuff that really like makes me uh envious so that uh, total total sidetrack anyway (laughs) (laughs) so okay you were doing molds and uh uh uh, were you getting to do like any maquette sculptures or designs or anything like that so stan was stan was very uh very generous man he was like uh so he what he would do is that when he would have these cycles within the the year where uh he'd allow um Anybody who wanted to um, help out with the concepting, some concepting mm-hmm. um, ideas, or uh, and so that was more much very much of a learning um, learning period. But it was like like it was yeah, it was very it's very generous. Uh, so there were t- there, it was something to be looked forward to. So you'd be doing mold wa- mold work, and then you'd know that there'd be an opening because a new show would be starting, and mm-hmm. then you'd have the possibility of being able to do some concept drawing. Um, and then with that was happening, then you, you be you. They give you like a, a, some assignments, and then you, it just uh, you just make something. You tell them, hey, this is what I want to make, and then uh, and then you'd make something for that project. Um, and then you have access to all the other art. You get to watch how other people were doing things. All the, who were established artists, mm-hmm. the really established ones. Um, that's where I was like, I just learned so much. Just I'm like, because I I learn better when I if I see someone do something, yeah. Like, uh, I'm like, oh, okay, right, like, totally, <laughs> totally. It's, and so it's uh, a visual learner, like myself. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's very cool, very cool. Yeah, that's awesome. So you, um, that must have been like ex- super exciting, super exciting time in your life, I imagine. Mm-hmm. Super yeah. exciting, just uh, on a lot, uh, all fronts. Just learning how to uh, uh, be a working professional. Yeah. Being in a new um, what, city, being on your own, working mm-hmm. at Stan Winston's, seeing all these artists. It must have been like, you know, overload yeah. of coolness. Yeah. <laughs> then having to, having to get, get to work. Uh, I, I think we had, we, every, we had to instead of have a car, I'd always I'd bicycle in, um, get to work all mad sweaty. <laughs> really? You, you, were cl- you lived close enough to be able to ride your bike into work? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, like, wow. I, that's what I, I chose. It chose uh, um, when we, I knew I got the internship, I, I looked for um, renting um, possibilities uh, within a, a, a radius where I could I could get to quickly. That's cool. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Some guys were. So I think I think some some guys were lived on one of the the motel hotels that were right next to the the, the studio. I remember oh, okay. that some yeah. guys were over there. Wow. Yeah, you got to do yeah. whatever it takes to <laughs> work at stands, man. <laughs> Yeah, that's cool. So, okay, you uh, uh, okay? Before I interrupted you, I just wanted to get a little bit of background of what you're doing at Stans. Then after Stans, 
After you get, do you did were you one of the people that got laid off after the? Yes. After, okay. Absolutely. I was on the <laughs> on the I was on the bo- bottom run. <laughs> Just out of art school, I was like, they're like, oh yeah, you the one of the first to go. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It's fun. I I was like, I don't know. Seeing your work now, I could I, I could see them wanting to hold on to you. You know, it wasn't it wasn't like like I had a lot to. I couldn't even use Photoshop. I didn't know how to use Photoshop. Oh, okay. Wow. I was, I was, uh, yeah, I was just pencil and paper. I didn't know how to do storyboards. I couldn't move. I couldn't rotate. There's a lot of things I could not do. Right. Was, you know, um, so whereas uh, um, in order to be a working artist, I had to learn those. <clears throat> and the only way to learn those is to be able to accept other type of work, mm-hmm. you know, and then just learn it on my own. Right. Um, so yeah, I just, that's part of my personality. I just, I'm always, uh, trying to learn something. So yeah, it's, uh, yeah, I, I keep climbing. Yeah. yeah I, keep- <laughs> I can see all the books in the background. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I like, I, I like books. Yeah, me too. I got, I've, I've got books that I'm waiting to, to when I like can't do anything else. I'm going to read these books. I just buy them and I never read them at this point because yeah. I'm so busy. I want I like to. studio. Oh yeah, like this all just, the papers and like yeah, this is mad creative. This is this is this is just the office. This is, you should see. I'll have to send you. I'll send you pictures of my painting studio. It's like this, okay. but more insane and okay. cr- I mean, all kinds <laughs> of crazy stuff around. This is just like you know, but it is. It's a working office. You know, it's like it's not. I'm, you know, mm-hmm. it's this how it is when you when you're when you're working. It's just a kind of chaos, but. For me, anyway, I'm not a neat person. <laughs> but anyway, so uh, okay, so what what what'd you do after you got uh, got the boot at stands or got the the layoff, not the boot, really? Um, let's see. Uh, then I had to. Then I actually now I had to uh, replace. Had to find a way to uh, keep that. The stands was like well, they're giving me like what couple couple four hundred a week mm-hmm. at the time when I got when they actually said I get four hundred a week. I was like, oh my god. Yes, <laughs> was, at the time I was like, "That was so much money." I know I was that, like, that was that's what I got paid my first, uh, very first like effects gigs, and it was like so much money. I was living at home with my mom still. And it's like, yeah. I just <laughs> I would give my checks to my mom, and she would put them in the check in the deposit <laughs> for me because I didn't even have a checking account or anything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, anyway, okay, so uh, yeah, did you were you able to save some money so you had like a little time to look for other work or? No, no it, um, I didn't know how to do any of that. I was, I was like always. I think so. What I ended up doing. I just took any job. I just I went because I had to get some, you know, some cash. So I I, I think I sold coats for a while. Really? I did a, yeah. I was over at Pottery Barn. Wow. Um, I did I did a lot of those those jobs. I did like a, a lot of clerical work. I did like a had like a those temp agencies. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I just anything I could to sur- survive. Uh, I did that with that. Um, I bet that lit even more of a fire under your ass to go back to the film business after doing those. Yeah, because like cause it, on the I was um, I, I even did personal training for a while, mm-hmm. and then I then I um, and my and when I was in art school, I I saw this flyer, and um, now uh, he's a, a mentor a mentor of mine. He's a really mentor and a really good friend. Um, he uh, he had uh, was starting a, a film company, mm-hmm. uh, so. Yeah, I think I made a jump to just doing art full time because uh, he gave me a, a a comic book to draw for like 
it was like ten dollars an hour or something like that. But mm-hmm. I was like, but I was doing Pottery Barn. I was at Pottery, you know, I was doing that stuff. So that was ten dollars an hour. So I was like, you know what, dude? I was like, <laughs> <laughs> I, I'll draw. I'll, you know, fuck. It. I'll, I'll I'll draw. You know, this that 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 book, man. You know, for you know, I'll be drawing all day. Yeah, I want to do that and get paid to do that. Yeah. So I'll, I'll do that for ten dollars an hour. That's cool. Um, so yeah, it helped me out. Um, yeah, so I did. I, yeah, I did, did a lot of jumping until I finally was able to uh, uh, go after art jobs. Mm-hmm. And and with the and also with the, I also like I didn't have. Um, I wasn't a part of an agency, and I and I didn't have a bit. I was trying to find a way to to run a business, mm-hmm. the, uh, to be a storeboard artist. Um, and then uh, I remember that the school offered. <laughs> damn. <laughs> <laughs> what? You having all these memories now? Yeah. Like, uh, <laughs> I had I, I dude. I like I didn't have a computer, but I was like I was like I I found out that you get that uh, being an art a uh, storeboard artist you could get paid uh, quite a you could that's a really uh, awesome way to make money mm-hmm. as a working artist. Mm-hmm. And but I didn't have a computer, and I remember that the art school for their alumni they allowed the alumni to come back to and and you know and use the computer labs. Mm-hmm. So I would um, arrange my schedule, my work day schedule, so that I would use their computer lab. And just run the business out of there. Oh wow! <laughs> really? <laughs> as a, as a, I was still an, I was still a, I was still a kid. I was still a, but I was like I think I was like uh, I would go to school with uh, my bag of CDs and then I would, I would I'd put you know I'd use those and and then uh, I'd wait till whatever classes that weren't uh, active then uh, when, once they were over then I I go in there and I do some work and then I, I know that I have about like a couple hours before the next class and then so I have to arrange my work day. In, you know, around the class schedule of the school. Wow, that's cr- okay. So wait, I'm confused as as far as the timeline here. You're mm-hmm. talking. This is after stands, after the comic book deal that you were doing. Yeah, because I, I again, because I also uh, I had to increase my 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 art skill art skill level. Right. So I was I was still going to school. I oh, trade oh, schools. Oh, oh, okay, okay, okay. Um, I, I forget. Yeah, 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 yeah. I forgot about that part. Yeah. Okay. Okay. That's interesting. So that's cool, man. You were just doing whatever it took to make it work using your, yeah. uh, you know, using your, uh, just your, you know, pure skills and intellect and maneuvering to whatever things were out there for you. You were just like, okay, I can use this. I can do this. Yeah, you know? man. <laughs> that's cool. <laughs> <laughs> just keep, keep learning and try to, f- try to find a, a way to uh, make money at, at, uh, and uh, doing art, yeah, I found that the storyboards. It seems like that since it had since it was uh, connected to TV and film, and they had a higher turnaround in, in the LA area um, as far as like being a working artist. Uh, for for me, um, I was like, uh, so I was like, I just kept trying to aim toward that mm-hmm. the storyboards. So I just kept trying to figure out how to how to um, continually do that and get an agent. Mm. Because um, it's really hard to find, uh, it's really hard to find work here. Because I'd have to to kind of like um, do a lot of like door knocking and just mm-hmm. you know. I think I, I also then I found I found out that uh, oh there there's like a whole bunch of visual effects like video visual effects because you can't really work on movies unless you're part of the union, mm-hmm. and that that was a for me that was a really big uh, issue. Um, and the only way to work on the union is. Um, 
I think you had to have like union. It was like it's like it's this weird catch twenty two thing. Oh where yeah. It was like you can't um you can't work on movies unless part of union, and you can't be yeah. part of union unless you are invited in or some shit. Like yeah, that. Was, yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. It's like you have to. It's like you can't work. It's or at least for SAG because I got into SAG, mm. uh, Screen Actors Guild, for puppeteering. That was like the mm-hmm. loop loophole for effects oh, yeah. people to get it to get in yeah. to, so that they could have. Uh, get residuals from movies they worked yeah. on, but also mainly for health insurance. Yeah. And so uh, it was like you had to have a certain amount of hours working on a union film, but you couldn't work on union film unless you're in the union. So it's right. like it was like they had to pull some bullshit out. And like mm-hmm. I got in because it was you had to wait for like the moment where it was like uh, they give you like a, I think it was called Taft-Hartley. They, they, Taft, they do a thing called Taft-Hartley, which is like, okay, you can work – to get work th- on this film to get your hours and you know to to get mm. in the union it was like a special yeah then you had to wait for that one moment when they really needed you over someone else to work on this movie or something yeah. so it was oh just... i remember that <laughs> <laughs> so Damn, bro <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's it's kind of ridiculous so that's interesting though cuz you're you're uh you're t- so in, as a storyboard artist, you have to be mm-hmm. in the union. Whereas that's the thing about makeup effects. Well, no, or, you don't have to. Okay. You, don't, you can, like, I survived uh, um, as a storyboard artist on the outside of the union for oh, for uh, 10 years. Okay, just doing, I like, non-union films or just, non-union, like... Non-union. Okay, non-union. right. And also, like, I also got the, the good uh, fortune of being able to uh, work on um bigger projects because i was i when i i realized that i i could i could work with uh visual effects companies and mm-hmm. visual effects companies worked with the bigger uh um, right. shows so even though i wasn't in the union i was i was still able to work on those shows because i was working with the uh the the, comp- the visual effects companies were hiring me to do right. to do that job so i i got on um Fire, when Firefly was going on, I don't know it was like a, it was a TV show. Firefly was a sci, sci-fi show of that one, and the Battlestar Galactica. Mm. Um, uh, okay. I think J- J- Josh uh, did uh, the first episode of um, um, Firefly, mm-hmm. um, so I got to work on that uh, with a company uh, called Zoic Studios. Mm. Okay. Um, yeah, I got a, I got a lot of a lot of. Uh, uh, projects like that, being able to work with those uh, VFX companies. And this was uh, with, so without an agent? Without an agent. Okay. And then that was how I was able to eventually kind of get into with in, into it with an agent because I kept generating um, leads by myself. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, a lot of work. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> kept, uh, and also, like, the, uh, when I, I wanted to be like a... a a um, character designer or or I just wanted to just come up with cool characters but in order to be a working artist here um, I, the type of works was story so I kind of had to right to learn that I had to learn it I had to how to uh, communicate that way right with art. on the job learning I guess right mm-hmm. s- s- yeah working with other storyboard artists or getting to know them and yeah, seeing them work, asking questions, all that stuff. I didn't really see any other artists. <laughs> really? It's like, it's like everyone's here. Everyone here is. We kind of like. Eventually, we uh, the more jobs you get on, the more. You, well, before uh, COVID, uh, I was like, you would always uh, people would always call you into work. Mm-hmm. So then, 
that was an opportunity to see people, other artists. So I'm like, oh, I see you. And then when the internet came around, because at that time the internet wasn't popping. Right. But uh, um, now it's now the internet's all over. So now you get to you see people online, and then you see people on a job, and now it's, you can you're aware of the more of the community. You know, that's a that's interesting. Have you been able to stay working during during COVID? Since you can work from home, yes, yeah, um, yeah. I wonder if it's going to go back. You know, I mean, it's obvious. You know, mm. COVID's going to be under control, but uh, I wonder if all these people are like, you know, I was able to do this from home. Yeah, during COVID, why can't I just keep doing it? I bet you a lot of jobs <laughs> are going to stay like that, really, because it's less overhead for the studio or the businesses and stuff. Yeah. One thing you get you miss out is is uh, the collaborative part with yeah. people. Um, walking into the, the scene, being able to look over somebody's shoulder and right. watching other people, other artists, yeah, right. do their thing. Yeah, that's one thing. Other part I, I miss. Yeah, but uh, so you've been able to stay busy. Yeah, no, I've been able to. Fortunately, been able to been able to uh, keep uh, going from um, project to a project. Um, also. Uh, Working with since I work with the, the agency is like that's a lot very helpful as well. Yeah, yeah, I've never because, had, had an agent before. That's interesting because they act as a hub because you know like uh, all the the jobs come through a lot of jobs come through them. So um, yeah, that's very it's very helpful. Yeah, it, it takes out some of the, the having to go look for jobs. Yeah, that's um, killer, man. That's, <laughs> that's great. Yeah, it's it's um. I remember having to look for look for look for the jobs. Uh, it's, I mean, I can do that. It's just, it's just um, it's distracting. Whereas yeah. I'd rather just be able to to, uh, to focus on the art, right? Or just focus on the job that I need to do, um, rather than have to go oh, of course, all the clerical yeah. stuff of having yeah. to look for it. It's a pain in the yeah. ass. Let me shut this window real quick. I got a crow outside. That's yeah. everyone can hear. <laughs> Got this family of crows in the back. I love them, but you know, not, it's like know. a TV show. <laughs> family of crows. So, um, if, if I'm, I'm curious about this, if you get a job on your own, mm. do you have mm-hmm. to share that with your agency, or do they, the agency, just like whatever they get you, they get whatever their piece of it? I mean, do you have to kind of like let them know that you've got a job on your own? And yeah, I think the the kind of understanding is like. Uh, we since we're we work right at this point I'm working uh, with them exclusively. Okay. So um, yeah, we we we've, we've I've been with them for like like twenty years. Wow. Now. So uh, we have a, a, a great working relationship. So yeah, it's like a partnership, um, really. Yeah. Pretty pretty much that's how it is is now. Like, but um, <clears throat> yeah, they, they have a, a there's an agency fee. Uh, I, I I do remember hearing like a lot, some people they don't really agree with the agency fee but it's like i i remember the, having to look for stuff myself yeah, it's so, worth it man i yeah, imagine it's, it's worth it yeah because it, it requires if somebody's got to do it time has to come from somewhere it's either i'm doing it and yep. then, or somebody else is doing it totally. um, so you have to pay for it one way or the other yeah exactly it's just like with galleries people don't like you know cut it getting their taking their getting their only getting half of what their uh price of their painting in a gallery but you know if you got a good gallery that's selling stuff for you mm-hmm. pff, you know that's a yeah. lot of uh, uh a lot of ha- you know just to be able to just make your artwork and not have to deal with the sales that's like a whole s- second job yeah 
And it's, it's good to kind of like uh, split up the those jobs, like the um, it's, like you know, uh, I remember when I tried to sh- to do a uh, shoot like a short film, mm-hmm. um, and uh, and then so I was trying to do all of the jobs. <laughs> oh God, yeah. Directed, <laughs> do the camera. It's light insane. It's just like I mean, I had people helping me, but I was like, but after that particular um, project, I was like, mm. Yeah, I just want to just if I'm going to just do it, I just want to do one job on a on a yeah, project and do it really well, you know. Because yeah. then when you're doing everything, it's like you're doing everything but half-assed kind of just because you're like trying to do it yeah. all or not to your full capabilities. It's you know people don't realize how how even on a even a small film how mm-hmm. much um, or a little independently produced thing that you do yourself. There's so much that needs to happen. It's you know it's crazy that movies ever get made at all because it's such a collaborative effort so many yeah. people takes you know it really takes a lot of different people to uh come together and do their job well the job well and you know it's, it's it's cool to be able to to once once you get into a the a flow uh, everyone kind of ends up learning from each other it's really uh-huh. like, everyone gets a level up oh yeah 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 it's really cool yeah I like that about um I've worked on a lot of low budget small small films and uh music videos and you know I enjoyed the the uh I don't know the intimate nature of it where everyone's really helping each other and pitching in and mm-hmm. kind of and learning from each other and becoming friends and I was just talking about this too uh, on, again, I've been doing other interviews because I'm trying to get on other people's podcasts lately to try and promote yeah. my podcast because I think this podcast, these artist interviews are so good that I want to get it out to the world more, you know? Mm-hmm. So I've been trying to book myself on other podcasts. And I was just talking about, I think on the last one I did, how, um, you know, it's really, it becomes like a family atmosphere every show, every movie. You get to know yeah. people, you become friends with people, you don't like certain people. It's like, you know, there there's it's it's definitely it becomes like a family for I don't know, 3 months or 6 months, however long you're on it, and then it kind of mm-hmm. breaks apart and then the family's gone and then you start a new family with a new project <laughs> oh and then it's like it's interesting. It's a trip. Yeah. It's almost like a like a traveling I don't know. It's like a weird nomadic life in that way where you're always kind of meeting new people and starting these relationships and then they kind of go away and then a few of them hang on and, you know, right, you keep in right. contact. It's a trip. It's a mm-hmm. trip. It's not like you're working in one place with the same 20 people or 50 people your entire life, you know? Right. Right. <laughs> you expand, you expanded family. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it adds a lot of, I don't know, variety. I guess. Yeah. You meet a lot I of like different it. people. Yeah. Yeah, it's cool. It's definitely uh different. It's different than a lot of jobs. Um so you're uh at this point you are you know fully established storyboard dude, you know, uh not hurting for jobs, you're staying busy. <laughs> <laughs> when you say it like that, I was like that. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. Well, I mean, it sounds get... pretty good. <laughs> it does sound pretty good. <laughs> no, it's cool. It's like you know, it's 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 awesome. Um, uh, so you uh, uh, what are some of the movies you you've worked on? I mean, I know you've looked, worked on a ton of movies. Just kind of curious. Oh, let's see. Um, let's see. Worked on uh, Riddick. Oh wow. Um, oh, my dad loved that movie. My stepdad. 
fucking yeah, love that movie. <laughs> third one. The, uh, yeah, he loved, he loved all of them. He loved all the, the, the uh, Riddick movies. Yeah, Riddick's awesome. I love that whole uh, universe. Yep. Um, that one, let's see. Yeah, you know, it's, it's hilarious because like, uh, when people say, hey, what movie I know, I'm I like, know. I'm like, you, I just. I should I know better because I do the same thing, man. I blank out every time I can think of like three. And it's like, I worked yeah, for right. like 25 years of this like, business. It's like, I know I've been working for 20 years, but what if, so what have I been doing this whole life? I can't even remember the, I know. what the hell. Well, that's what, you know, people don't realize that aren't in the film industry that. You know, you can totally be into it, into your job, wanting to do this amazing kick-ass work, and but it's still like a job that comes down the pike, and you do it, and then you go to the next job. And it's like, I people bring movies up to me that I worked on that I forgot I worked on. Like, I was like, oh, I, I totally forgot I worked on Cabin Boy, or, you know, My Best Friend's Wedding, or yeah. all these weird, you know, uh, The Bodyguard. It's like, I, you just forget about it, because it's one of... You're doing it 40, 40 hours a week for years and years, you know? Yeah. So it's not like, I worked on this movie, and you're all, like, proud of it all the time. It's like, you, it's like you're on to the next movie. <laughs> <laughs> but you tell people, and they're all impressed. Like, wow, you worked on that? Yeah. Also, because, you know, it's, it's – uh, I think, you know what, I, for me, like, I had a – I definitely um, – I put a hundred, you know, over a hundred twenty percent in. Whenever I'm on a job, I, I put every, I put everything mm-hmm. into that, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, but since it's not my property, um, after it's over, yeah, I let it go. Right. You, you know, yep. it's just so you have to. Um, and then so I, yeah, so that's why, like, I don't remember, like, yeah, yeah, I just, like, I don't, yeah, I don't, I don't keep it. I don't keep it in my space. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> totally. <laughs> Cause I gotta like, cause you know, it ultimately like storyboards, it's a disposable art, form, right? Which is, uh, it becomes, it's a little depressed, it's a little sad, you know, like, uh, as far as, um, in, in one, in that aspect, where it's like, it just, I think I, that's why I, for, I, I just forget the jobs when it, once I, after I finish them. Um, yeah, because, uh, also like with, with, uh, it's when I look at it as far as art, like uh, the stuff that I do, like sketches, like mm-hmm. um, I do that stuff for me because I like the, like the pen and the paper and mm-hmm. like the feel. Of it. Um, but yeah, I won't do a job on paper or pen because then it, it'll feel like art. And so then right. I'll feel bad <laughs> about uh, doing the I, I won't want to do it. You know what I'm saying? Because I'm like, right. it's. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, no. I've talked to a lot of people that, that work in the industry and it's like they keep their their art separate and their and their mm. work life as two separate things, yeah. So that you, so that the art can remain special to you, yeah. Because you have to have that. You, you know, do. You can't just give yourself over to the job a hundred percent because you're. It's not you know ultimate. You have to have that. You have to have that real expressive personal thing to look forward to and to keep you going. And uh, because if you put, as someone who has done this, if you put all all of your as much as you you know you you go 150%, you want to do a great job working on a film, it's not yours ultimately and no. the result is not up to you whether it comes mm-hmm. out good or yeah. not. So you can like pour your heart and soul into something and it might be suck. I mean, I've worked a, mo- a lot I was thinking about it. Most of the movies I've worked on like the majority of them I'm pretty sure sucked or I didn't mm. like them or I didn't think they were that good. 
So it's like, you know, that's just, just kills you if you, if you, yeah. you know, if you're all your identity is hung up on these, on these movies you worked on that you're just a little part of an important part, but still, like I said, you don't have, you, you can't, you know, you're not involved in whether it comes out good or not. Cause everyone else could fail and you do a killer job. Everyone right. else could fail at their job. And then it's just like, you're left with kind of nothing. So yeah. it's like important to keep that. Keep that, keep that separation. Yeah. 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 It's interesting that you do it with, you know, the paper versus the digital. It's, it's an interesting way to kind of like keep them mentally separate. Because, yeah. Cause, uh, on the, on those, on actual pay on paid jobs, um, I think the, the, the stance I, I take is, um, I'm like, when I go to work with somebody, I'm like, Hey, uh, so what do you need? You know, like, uh, how can I, how can I help you do this? You know? And then, so that, line of thinking means there's going to be a lot of revisions or they can be i, I open right. it up to um not being attached to after right. i do my whatever my interpretation of it and then it's on there totally. I, i'm like okay is that what you were talking about and then they're like oh yeah a little bit more like this like they take off this mm-hmm. you know change his head off uh, i don't like that expression um i find it a lot better to be to also allow, allow directors and uh, the people that i'm working with uh, to just be able to just uh, say what they do and they don't like plainly and simply yeah without uh my ego being attached to it exactly yeah <sighs> you, you know? gotta put that so, aside you gotta put the ego aside for that kind of work you know yeah because uh which is good for it, you I, yeah just it makes it and yeah i, I learn I learn a lot i always learn right. learn from it i'm like because it's somebody else's uh, mm-hmm. pers- uh way of looking at it yep and um so yeah that's helpful you know with jobs and uh it's allowed me to be uh have keep my sanity yeah it's 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 like you know it's almost like a form of self-protection you know because as artists we we i think uh most artists really i don't know take their work personally you know Mm. it's it's a part of them they're expressing and um you know and if you put something that you're like this is i don't know something you're super connected to and you present it and they're like no then it just is like but if you're you know you got to go in with the attitude of i'm you know i'm here to help you tell me what you want yeah and if you can't visualize it i'll help you visualize it and you you Mm -hmm. just kind of keep steering me and it's like uh once you put i found for me once you put all of that um ego aside Mm -hmm. it's actually very enjoyable i kind of like it because you're like you're in service to someone else which is you know kind of a higher calling in general to be of service to, to other people and um, so that's kind of a great thing, really, that you can help help somebody else visualize help something. Some, help someone else. Also, uh, but on the flip side, I'm, I will also be like, um, in my back pocket, I'm like, I can do that because I have my own stuff exactly. that I'm working on. Exactly. So, right. I'm like, yeah, my, it doesn't have to be, I don't have, I, I, I may have to satiate that particular desire. I'm like, yeah, because I'm like, hey, yeah. I'll, I don't care how many times I revise this because I'm I got I'm working on this project you know at home later, you know totally like just, <laughs> totally. I know I know people that um, that were you know I'm not going to say names but I know uh, one person in particular that was just a a lifer in effects mm. totally 100 percent gave his entire life to this mm. to that industry and. Um, where he was working closed and it was like, he didn't have his thing, his other Mm. side thing. And I think it just really crushed him, 
you know, really yeah. fucked him up because he didn't because it's like his thing was gone. So it's like you got to keep that special thing for yourself. Yeah, you need you know? it. You Just need a- it. yeah so so that i mean that this is this is you know now we're get to i i find your your you know i'm interested in your background because i'm interested Mm -hmm. in you as an artist um but now we get to your artwork because um i'm really interested in your artwork because i because i love it i love it um you know I you know the, here's the thing okay you you know my artwork it's like ugly mm-hmm. monsters and you do yeah uh, <laughs> thanks <laughs> but to, to me it's like if someone is good at, you know I have my preferences I like dark stuff I do the dark art society podcast I like mm-hmm. but it's like anything that's executed well to me elevates the subject matter yeah so um, generally I'm not much of a traditional art guy like you know i don't you know you do you do a lot of these kind of like beautiful some of some of the stuff you do are these beautiful women mm-hmm. uh and you know normally it's not something i would um look at because i'm just mm-hmm. you know more into the i'm into the monsters <laughs> i'm into the ugly yeah. shit <laughs> but the thing is you, you know you do it so well that i to me it's as inspiring and uh meaningful as the stuff I'm normally into. It's like, mm. it's so well done. I just, like I said, I go through all your stuff and I'm just like, it's, you know, when you reach a level of, I don't mean to be kissing your ass too much, but I mean, this is honestly how I feel. This is what I was mm-hmm. thinking when I was going through your stuff. It's like, when you reach a certain level uh, in artistry or whatever you want to call it, 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 it transcends all categories. Mm. You know what I mean? It's like, it doesn't matter what you're into. If you see a great piece of work, it's a great right. piece of work, and it and it fuels you for all the weird shit you do, or like the weird shit I do. It's like I still find, you know, you you do the a lot of um, these, like I said, these kind of beautiful women portraits, mm-hmm. and it I find that totally inspiring for the ugly ass shit I do. Yeah, yeah okay. <laughs> and it's because you do it so well, and I just like I I, I that's what I find Thanks, more man. more inspiring than 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 any. Uh, subject matter or anything it's like just you know you, your technique is just off the hook i really you make it look easy um, oh thanks for yeah yeah it's really really amazing stuff so uh i mean how do you approach your own personal work is it just like i'm gonna give myself some art time now or do you take some time off to do it or do you just kind of do it whenever you have free time and just sketch or do you have like big projects you want to do on your own or what's the deal oh <clears throat> I've uh, I've, arra- I've arranged it to the point where it's le- like a, a, a lifestyle in the sense where like I have art related stuff in the house all over the place. Mm-hmm. So I'll have like um, a, a a a dry erase marker um, wall. Mm-hmm. Right, I have that on one one side of the house, and then I have you know the the computer stations. I just have everything set up so. If I have an idea, I, I can write it down. I got post-it notes, and I, I just so I just now I just kind of keep it going. I'll just I'll just keep going. I'll just do post-it notes. Uh, have an idea, and then I'll just stick it over on the wall, and then just not even just so that next time later on the day I might walk by it. I'm like, oh, what is that? I'm like, oh yeah, I forgot I was looking at. Yeah. It. <laughs> <laughs> I hear you. Just on so because you know because the idea is I don't have I don't know man. It's like my um, my mind goes so many different places. All the, all the time, it's just like, 
it's hard for me to concentrate on one thing sometimes. Mm-hmm. And so like I, my, my hack on that is that I'll just, anytime I have an idea, I'll just write it down and just stick it up there and then it'll link up with something else later. Mm-hmm. Um, when I'm able to look at it or yep. maybe in a different mind frame. Um, so yeah, I just kind of like, I just, I just, it's now where I, I do it all the time. I just, I just, I, I, I'm not really, I don't really ever stop. I'm always writing something, drawing something, uh, analyzing something, um, or right. doing a job. Yeah. Right, right. So do you, do you have any, um, I mean, do you have an art book? You don't have an art book out, do you? No. Oh, no, I, I got to have an art book. You got to make an art know, book, man. man. I it's got like, to. It's, you got, you got to. <laughs> you have so much work. It's, it's just a matter. You'd be all you have to do is give your high res scans to a good graph. I know a good graphic designer too for books because I'm getting one done right now. But uh, um, okay, yeah. <laughs> but uh, you just hand the stuff to the graphic designer, and as long as it's funded, you just got to make sure it's funded. You know, there's okay. enough to pay for the books and the graphic designer, and just let them deal with it. That's make interesting. A, you know, make a simple book, dude. I mean, just because the stuff's so good, it's not, you know, I don't think books are these huge money makers. I'm, I've got a really nice art book and it's like, it makes a little money, but it's not like a big money maker for me. But just to have it, you know, just to have it yeah. in a book, especially you're a think, book fan. I see all the books. <laughs> yeah. I, I can, I'm in, I think I'm at a place now where I can, I, I, where I can, I can do that. I had a, I hadn't done that. I think it was more of like a, a self esteem issue, I think, with the, so I just kind of like a, yeah, I just, I kind of like, a, I, I'll just, I just keep creating. I just keep creating, 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 creating. Um, self-esteem issue meaning like, a, um, like I feel as though that I have a, a long way to go as far as to, to learn some of the ideas. <laughs> no. <laughs> so I just keep, I just keep, uh, I, I, I never take the time to kind of like be like, okay, well, here's all. Right. I never put it to, to put right. it all together. Right. Oh, maybe um, maybe someone else will do it while you're you know someone else will do it for you, yeah, organize it cool. while you just keep doing the work because I mean I don't think anybody seeing your work would think that oh this guy's got some more stuff to learn. <laughs> it's like no. <laughs> I mean I think you should have two books. I think you should have the book of the the portraits of the women because those are kind of mm-hmm. like their own thing. Yeah, and then the books of. Kind of the other, you, you know, more sci-fi uh, type weird stuff that you do, the real kind of action, yeah, you know, stuff. I think that would be awesome to have. Kind of like this. This is yeah. just just me being like a marketer. Put, I would like to, I would like to put put the, those the, the the woman thing in a in a um a book. The only the problem with that is it's when I when I do those, um yeah, I ask the ask the. I, I, sometimes I'll go on Instagram and I'll ask people like, "Hey, do you mind if I draw your picture?" Right. And make sure that I do that first because. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, I did it without doing that, and then they have you spend some time on, on a piece of piece, and they're like, "Hey, why 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 you have a drawing of me?" Right. And I'm like, Can you please take it down? And I'm like, I just spent like two days on it, and they're like, "Yo, uh, you take it down." I'm like, ah, oh, fuck that, I ain't doing that shit again. So yep. I make sure I ask people. Uh, but anyway, so, so I guess, you have to so, get permission from everybody. Permission, yeah, it's the permission yeah, thing. Right, yeah, you have to get right. to. Uh, they're cool pieces. I like them. Yeah, I do, I do them great. so I could I I can. Uh, Learn. They're exploratory pieces. That, you know, I always try something different with them. Mm-hmm. Or kind of, yeah. Yeah, no, this, they're amazing. Yeah. They're amazing. Uh, how do you do that? Like, how do you paint those things? You're doing those. Those are digital, right? 
Yeah. Um, so what's your approach? That is a, that, that approach is uh, mostly from a, uh, uh, working in advertising. Mm-hmm. In, adver- in advertising, they will um, advertising where they want a lot of high detail, uh, and there's not a lot of time for it, right? Mm-hmm. Which is 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 an interesting paradox. They have uh, so a hack for that is that you use existing uh, photography, um, mm-hmm. or um, you can do uh, you can stitch together um, existing photography to make a new art piece and then draw on top of that mm-hmm. like like a lot of the concept artists they do they'll do that they'll, yeah yeah they'll they'll, they'll um I've get a that. base going yeah, yeah i've done that plenty of times um so yeah that's what it, so that's what uh where that te- that those particular portraits technique came from is from the from the advertising of uh taking uh existing photography photos and then just drawing on over them but you stylize um, them though yeah because yeah i i, I yeah, I just keep I keep wanting to change it, so I right. keep like, <laughs> like I don't want to just draw uh, draw a photo. I just right. want to like just keep sculpting. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. So I, I yeah, it, it does change a lot. Um, it also becomes much more interesting when, when right. uh, you can because uh, then if I have a base, then I can uh, follow other ideas. Like I can say, oh, what would happen if I you know made it more caricature-y here, or right. you know. Um, and then I can go, and it'll only take me maybe like four hours to, to, right. to, to go cycle through, uh, an idea right. <laughs> instead of, um, when I were to do it in charcoal, if I did like a charcoal piece that could take me uh, two or three days. Right. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's almost like a speed painting type thing in a way. Yeah. But more detailed and, uh, accurate, I guess. So yeah. what, what, um, what kind of stuff do you, do you have like, uh, uh, any traditional media type things that you you're working on behind the scenes or for your for yourself or are you kind of like even that is I mean you're doing that on paper and sketches do you have any like yeah. larger pieces I know I saw some p- pictures of you painting some like really big pieces yeah. um, on your Facebook um so um not uh Currently, no. I haven't. I'm not. Uh, more, currently, I'm. I'm trying to dig into Blender and. Oh, really? And and more animation. So yeah, I haven't. Haven't. Uh, I don't. I don't go big uh, for personal works right now. Um, right. I just stick to the eight and a half, eleven with uh, the ink and pencil, and um, just push that around. Do you sell them? <clears throat> or you're, you're not selling them, really? Do you? Uh, no, because I, I don't usually. F- I, yeah, I'm different with the uh, with with the uh, since there's only one of them, you know. Like a, a sketch of, <laughs> I know that's my whole career's based on that. <laughs> <laughs> it's a different I, I, trip though than the movie stuff. Totally though. Yeah. And digital. I get I get so I get so weird about it when I I'm like no, nah, I don't want to I don't want to let that one go. <laughs> <laughs> like I, I like I like like when I gotta take a picture of it. Sometimes like, you know what I will do that if I do it for. For for people and and I'll do that for like friends, family, or people that or so or somebody says they really like my like something that mm-hmm. then I'm like okay then I don't mind um, letting them have that original. Right. I let them have it, you know. But, like, but you just know. selling to a random person is hard for you. Yeah, I don't like doing. I don't, not but, nah. <laughs> not, if it's the digital, I don't mind because right. you know this is PS. It's a PSD, man. It's a Photoshop right, right. document. But yeah, if the, yeah, I guess I could. It just means more. It just makes it like, hey. like somebody has to actually want it. 
Because right. otherwise, I get right. my feelings hurt, man. Because <laughs> <laughs> this, yeah, this is your personal personal stuff. But you know, it's, <laughs> um, yeah, I get it. I mean, this is a this is a um, uh, a thing. This is a thing. You know, a lot of artists yeah. are very. The work is personal to them. You yeah. know. I don't know if you know Michael Husser. Do you know the artist Michael Husser, Hussar? the painter? Oh, yeah. Hussar, I, I, I don't know him, but I, I've, I love his work. Yeah, yeah he's, amazing. he's a great painter. Uh, I know he, if, I'm, you know, I don't know this. I haven't heard this from his mouth, but um, I'm pretty mm. sure he's very attached to his work. He doesn't like to sell it. He has a lot of his, you know, original paintings that kind of made him famous in the scene. He still has them because he just doesn't like to let them go. Yeah. You know? Um, I kind of let that thing. It's weird. I when, when I started, I let that thing, that part of me, go because I wanted to keep painting, and I knew the only way I was going to keep painting would be to sell the one I just finished. And I'm mm. more into the process, yeah, than the piece. Once the piece is done, it's just like I just, I just want to keep painting. I yeah. just want to keep creating. So it's like mm-hmm. the, the art, of, the artifact that comes from that. It's like I don't mind if it sells. But the funny thing is now. Um, in, at this stage in my career, I find myself wanting to hold on to paintings more and I'm not yeah. sure why it's just like, I don't know. It's like, I don't sit and want to look at them, mm-hmm. you know, once they're done, I'm kind of like, I'll look at, I, I don't just like sit and go, I mean, I know if it satisfies me, if it looks good, then I'm happy. And then that, I kind of just don't look at it again. But yeah. at the same time, I feel like, I don't know. I don't want to let it go now. And this is the first time in my life, in my uh, career, really, that I've started feeling that way. Normally, before, yeah. I was, it was almost like I cut that off, that, that connection off, because I had, I had to, because I had to keep selling to make a living. What do you think changed, changed it and changed, uh, made you think differently yeah, about it? Yeah, that's a good question. I don't know. Maybe, um, I don't know, maybe having the luxury, like businesses gotten a little it's gotten better i've kind of crossed a threshold where i'm not completely struggling every single month because that's how yeah. it's been for the last 15 years like yeah, no doubt man. you know uh, <laughs> <laughs> um and maybe getting getting over this hump to where it's not as you know I've, i'm able to bring in enough income to where i'm not completely struggling all the time that i've maybe it's like uh i don't know this kind of luxury I'm able to have. Cause that's kind of a luxury that you have because you don't have to worry about selling them because you've got your, you get your bills covered with your other job. Yeah. I guess you know? you're, yeah. So you're able to do that. I was just, I made the decision, you know, early on, it's like, I have to sell this shit. There's no other yeah. way around it. So I, I can't get attached. Mm. You know? Yeah. Also, you know, I, man, you're right. You, maybe the attachment is the, the amount of effort it, it takes to do the, traditional right and then 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 equate that to how much someone is paying you for that oh yeah so, yeah <laughs> totally yeah i so still don't feel like i'm getting enough for for what i sell my paintings for 100 you know <laughs> you spend like a week on that you know you're up there for like 40 hours a week you just like and you're trying to work out a solution on a on a on a painting solution right and then you find it and then you get it and you're like, oh man, I made it. Yeah, yeah. I got it. And then, <laughs> and then you got like four hundred dollars at the end of that tunnel, and you're like, fuck. <laughs> I'm like, fuck off. Yeah, I know. Like, can we renegotiate that? And I was like, that's a lot of life energy on that one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But you yeah. know, the thing with fine art is that um, I think for most artists that kind of make it in fine art or have a career in fine art, mm. then it's. Um, 
it's a it's you have to think 10 years down the road all the time you know you have to well, think like this yeah. is i'm you know that's just unless you like hit all of a sudden and you're a massive hit in the art scene and you're just selling like crazy which is its own problem because you know it's i think it's better to slowly grow and go up the ladder and 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 grow with your career mm-hmm. rather than being thrust you know, having all this money all of a sudden and not even knowing how to deal with it and fame yeah. and whatever. So, um, you know, I just, I, I, it's, it's, you always got to think long-term. So I'm like, you know, I'm just thinking, cause you know, as a, as a painter, you raise your prices generally 10 to 20% a year. That's how you keep your value going up for your buyers and uh, making yeah. more money. Yeah. So I'm thinking, you know, okay, if my painting sells for this much now, in five or ten years, they're going to be selling for this much. And you're kind of like, you always have to be thinking ahead. It's a long, slow process. Yeah, because they're always increasing in value because there's only one, there's only one. Yeah. You, but, you're, it's a painting and then that's there's no prints. That's it. it uh, yeah. Yeah, I do prints. No, I do prints, but still, it's like the original is is the uh, the 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 primary thing that you know yeah. any, any series collector really wants to get an original and yeah, yeah. it's the only one of its kind it's like the, the <laughs> canvas weighs more when you pick it up when you're done with the painting with all you know yeah. with oil paints especially it's like it weighs more and to me that's like it just feels uh-huh. valuable it's so cool <laughs> when you're done and you pick it up and you're like wow that weighs a lot more i could feel it i could feel mm-hmm. the weight it's really interesting and it makes that's you, awesome yeah it makes you feel and you, you know you can see the strokes and all that stuff but um you know how it yeah, is that's but, the best part yeah. yeah walking up to it and you can actually you can you can you see it you, when, you, when you come at it from like across the room you see the, the image and you walk up to it and you see like all oh like you see the work right that's, going <laughs> that's the coolest thing about the traditional is you just, oh, you just see oh like man i know so that that line stroke that's that's that dude's chin and you can see the right, right. it's going with it yeah oh, it's yeah nice. it's really yeah it's really exciting it's really exciting to experience a painting in that way um yeah. you know especially you know nowadays too i think it becomes more more important as we get more you know into technology and there are less things that exist only one of a kind in your hand mm-hmm. you know as we get more more digitized uh in in, the, in a more kind of digital world things that are like analog become more even more special yeah in a way you know yeah most definitely yeah so so such a, a beautiful skill set to be able to do things like you know by hand and create it mm-hmm. find a piece of canvas and then just you know you have a whole bunch of these paints and then you just <laughs> just <laughs> express and then it just forms it's yeah like sculpting it is paint. it really is i mean that's one thing that i've i've felt um as a painter it's like and a sculptor because i was sculpting more than painting in the film industry although i was a pa- i was like a primarily a sculptor painter in effects mm-hmm. and um it really feels sculptural when I paint. It's weird. Yeah. It's a weird thing. It's like just because you're like simulating the dimension of things and you're planing things off and you're creating this illusion of depth. And but you're doing it with paint. And I would never have thought it, 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 would, it, would, it would be a sculptural feeling thing, but it really is for some reason. Who, who are your, your, t- your top three influences? Like as far as like a for sculpting, or like the, the drawing, painting masters that you like uh you know i i always i do have a top three i you know i don't have a top three of anything else but artists <laughs> whether i you know i love there's so many artists i love that it's hard but 
the the three I think that had the most influence on me are um, Frazetta, mm. uh, Giger, and then Bekshinsky. You know Bekshinsky? Oh, oh, is that the oh, the Polish? Yeah, I have Polish oh, guy. The, oh my gosh, he just changed my shit up. Right, I saw his. Same here. Like, <laughs> some of his imagery, I was like, oh my God, that's awesome. Yeah, amazing. That is so horrifying. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Those characters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He 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 was amazing. I first was I was working on a tool video, and that was one of a Bekchinsky book. My my friend Adam, who worked from Tool, the band Tool, he worked at yeah. uh Stans, you know. He started yeah. at Stans. Was um Adam Jones? Okay, yes. And uh, nope. yeah, yeah, everyone laughed at him. You know, you're going to go start a band. You'll be back in six months. They all told him, and now he's still in this band. It's like <laughs> super huge. Uh, but a he of, a lot of talent came out of there. Yeah, stand yeah. shot. I remember Joey used to talk about that guy. I think talk about that um, a lot. Yeah, but the different music music group. I remember mentioning. Right. Yeah. They're, they're, I mean, this is. This is something. I mean, I, st- I started doing curating this this show at Copper Gallery uh, called Conjoined, where it was like, you know, we're going to invite traditional artists and makeup effects people doing fine art and kind mm-hmm. of bring them together. And that was the idea. This bit of really successful show, art show, and um, that was the idea. Was like, I was always like, there's so much talent in makeup effects, mm-hmm. huge, huge amount of talent. And people aren't really getting to express themselves in a fine art kind of way, you know. And so I, that's that was kind of the idea of like trying to bring makeup effects people in, into uh, into the fine art world because you know working around that stuff all day, you look around just like you're talking about the dinosaur skins. It's like t- put that in an art gallery and ch- recontextualize it a little bit, and it's mm. amazing. It's amazing fine art, yeah. you know. I felt it like is. the people's sculpt sculptures being made around me were like, this is actually better than a lot of the fine art that I see in the fine art world, really. It's crazy. You know? I mean, that's true with, I mean, even with your work, for example. It's like, even as a, doing storyboards, you're more skilled than most fine artists, I would say. <laughs> it, mm-hmm. As a, you know, as a technically, as a draftsman, just... All, all around. And it's, yeah. you know, I mean, this is, I guess, partially because, you know, there's more money to be made in a, in a you know, in a storyboard gig than, than as a fine artist. So it's, it attracts more talented people, you know, I guess, into the industry. But I don't know. I always grew up thinking the fine art was the ultimate top thing and then you get into it and you're like oh it's just like another any other business <laughs> yeah <laughs> except i get to do whatever i want that's the difference i remember uh, being in the in those uh those trade art schools the level of talent that was in those was staggering was really like, oh uh, at the at the figure the figurative the figurative that, art school that place gallery. is amazing man you walk in there you're like oh wow yeah those instru- <laughs> the instructors there are crazy good yeah, it's just yeah. Everyone's some yeah. All the talents out there, man. Yeah, you're uh, going to art station. Mm-hmm. Art station's got crazy amount that worldwide. You see all the yeah, just the the level of, of talent on the on the planet. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. 
Yeah, I mean, just with the internet now, it's like you realize there's so many great artists. It's like you can't even know them all. You know, there right. was a, there was a time when there was like all the great artists you could know all their names. Mm. You know, it's like right, but now right. it's not like that because you got you seriously you have people doing master level work that mm-hmm. in China that you don't even know how to pronounce the guy's name. It's like it's it's just. Yeah everywhere and so i mean that's that's yeah that's a interesting an interesting thing also the talent level is a is really high much younger now Mm -hmm. because well i think it's because of the internet and mm -hmm. and all that it's like you know you you know i don't know that quote stand you're standing on the shoulders of giants it's like they have all of art history plus all this new stuff that's been on the internet plus every possible youtube video to teach you, you know, what you need to know. And if you're motivated, man, the, the information is there. It's not like you have to spend money on an art school nowadays. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, you can learn anything. Yep. Anything. <clears throat> Zero to learning from absolutely nothing to mastery. Yeah. It doesn't matter how much you want to put into it. Exactly. Exactly. There's not really, there's not a lot of um, roadblocks if you really mm-hmm. are motivated and you got a computer or a phone even, really. Yeah. Crazy, man. Crazy. And I remember when there wasn't even an internet or email. No internet. We had beepers. Yeah. <laughs> I remember beepers. You had to get shit. out of the car to yeah. go make a phone call. <laughs> yeah, I remember when beepers were a, a big thing. I remember, you know, my the early days writing letters, snail mail letters to people, you know, letters. to Dick Smith, uh, showing him my yeah. progress instead of emails. Like, uh, it's so crazy. Awesome. Yo, keeping appointments. <clears throat> Yo, when you call, when you told somebody, hey, I'll meet you here at I don't know two o'clock, right? You had to, you know, if you were an hour, two hours next to the meeting, I was like, no, you can't not cancel in that. What are you gonna call? You can't call nobody. Yeah, else. right. They had already left. There's no cell phones. <laughs> he was on the way. Totally, I was like, you man. can't just stand him up. <laughs> you have to be there. <laughs> Couldn't be like, oh, something came up. No, yeah, man. that's interesting. <laughs> that's, you know, that's kind of interesting, really, when you think about it, because how that just changes culture yeah. because you can't do that. And once you can, everyone's kind of doing that now, you know, it's it's, it's intense. It's interesting. It's interesting. What a trip. Life is just endlessly fascinating when you think about the, I don't know. I find it so just Mm. interesting and weird and, uh, I don't know. It's, it's fascinating. The longer you you hear, the longer you're on the timeline. Yep. (laughs) The more interesting it gets. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, oh no, what were you gonna say? Oh, it was, was gonna like branch off into something. <laughs> <laughs> I was just, I'm, I'm curious if you have any, um, like, big future plans for yourself as an artist, or are you just still at a point where you're like, I'm just gonna keep creating, and that's cool? Or do you have like a big ending thing you see? You're like, you know, because me, I want to turn my all my paintings into like a movie. Or a mm. video game. I have like an end game. Not that I don't even care if I get there. It's just sort of like something to maybe shoot for yeah. and, and enjoy myself along the way. Um, do mm. you have like a big project you really want to do on a personal level, make a movie or, or work on a certain movie or what? What? I, yeah, I think uh, now, uh, now since I can, I can I'm get into the animation, uh, which is exciting because now I – well, it's more like an animatics type of stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I'm actually I'm getting oh, the, making the my digital drones stuff. Move. 
Yeah. Right. Ma- making the, the art being able to move yeah, around. Yeah. Uh, so that's been exciting. Like I, I want to be able to take uh, some of the stuff I've already done and then, you know, uh, they have this thing in, in Blender, which I'm really looking forward to. Is like a, they they mix the 2D um, work with 3D um, elements mm-hmm. in that space, and so you can now make your drawings move, and and if you can animate them and talk them and move them, and yeah. it's really a, so I'm excited about taking some of my projects um, in that direction. I have a I work with a, a writer, and we created this uh, um, this story. It was like a graphic novel, and I just been having to. Uh, um, yeah, I want to be able to, I've been talking about it for years. That's been in development. <laughs> I just want to be, uh, get that going and yeah. get that out. And now I can, I think I can really give it, do it, uh, some justice. So you gotta uh, do it, man. Yeah, man. You gotta do it. Your stuff is too good. <laughs> <laughs> it's too good to, to keep it hiding, to keep yeah, all the man. pieces yourself at hiding. You gotta, you gotta, you know, uh, let it go. Uh, yeah. yeah. Let it, give it, you gotta, you gotta give it, give it away. <laughs> you gotta give it, it to the out, people. Man. The people need to see it. I mean, yeah. they're seeing it in films and stuff, <clears throat> but you know what I'm saying? Your personal stuff, you know, it's too mm-hmm. good for just Facebook, you know, yeah. or Instagram <laughs> or on the web. It's too good. It's too good. You gotta, it's like, yeah, I'm a, I'm a big, uh, I'm a big believer in your work so i want to see it out there i want to see see other people get bitten by the bug like i did um uh so uh i was gonna say something wait a minute let me think (laughs) this is my uh weekly blank i do every show i I had had an interesting question uh fuck it's gone i think it's gone (laughs) it's old age for you (laughs) You know, I'm sure I'll remember it as soon as we stop, but, um, yeah. Oh God. Yeah. It's gone. Well, <laughs> so, so you hang over the click. like, Oh yeah. 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 yeah totally. Totally. Uh, well I, uh, you know, I, I, um, enjoyed talking to you. I really appreciate you coming on. It was super yeah, fun. Like Thanks for giving me the opportunity. That's so, so so cool. Yeah, I really appreciate it. Oh yeah, no, I was like, I just kept seeing. I kept going back. That's what it was. It's like I saw that one picture and I was in a hurry, and I looked through a couple. I was like, wow, this guy's great. And then I saw it again, <laughs> and I went through every paint, every thing, and I was like, this guy's, you know, why is this guy like super famous? This is, stuff is so good. It just kills oh, me. Man. It was killing me. It was like God. So I, I, you know, it was a no-brainer for me. I'm, I appreciate you coming on the show. I mean, I'm, I'm uh, Excellent, very inspired by your work. So, thanks, Chet. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Thank you. Um, yeah. So I guess we'll 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 wrap it up. I'll let you get uh, on with your day. Um, I'll you know if I I'll message you with <laughs> the, the one thing I, I forgot because it was a pretty good question. Okay. I was gonna yeah, ask totally you. down, man. <laughs> Cool. Well, uh, thanks for coming on the show, and uh, I appreciate you taking the time, man. It's great, great okay. meeting you and, awesome. and chatting. Great. I appreciate the opportunity, man. Okay, thanks, don't, don't hang up yet. Don't hang up. Oh, tell everyone goodbye. That's what I do at the end of the podcast, and then don't hang okay. up after. Bye, everybody. <laughs> Bye, everybody. Uh, excellent. All right, thanks. Bye.